think we're feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. We're feeling it today, so welcome to the That's Good Sports Podcast. Uh, I, I, I am Brandon Perna with Will Keys. We've got a lot of football stuff to talk about today. Whether or not the Redskins gave Trent Williams cancer, um, the Broncos quarterback situation, Darius Slay loving that he's a millionaire, doesn't give a shit if he gets or got traded. The Patriots released Josh Gordon, and then we're going to try to go through the the games today as quickly as possible. Uh, But also, if you're watching the video on my That's Good Podcast's YouTube channel, some changes are coming here. Got an announcement. I've partnered with Blue Wire, who I've already partnered my podcast with. And last season, I tried to upload some other podcasts here to this channel. And I just don't didn't have the bandwidth to be consistent with it. Um, but Blue Wire is going to help with that. There's going to be a ton of sports podcasts and clips from other podcasts coming on this channel. Uh, will and I will be here every Thursday. That's not changing at all. We're going to keep doing this, even though I don't even know if you guys actually like this podcast. I, we don't know what the we don't know what the <clears throat> good part of this podcast is or what the shit part is. But we do it. Yeah, the tell same. us every week so let us know but uh, there's gonna be a whole bunch more podcast videos and different things coming on this channel i'm really excited about it and i wanted to give everybody a heads up and there'll there'll be more information about that uh, over the next week or two but yeah i was under the impression that we were partnering with blue chew which is a very different type of company than blue wire what is blue chew uh, it's like uh it's like subscription viagra um, but like in chewable form. Mm, so like candy Viagra. Pretty much, yeah. Is that what you're giving out for Halloween? <laughs> it's like I'm giving out to myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. D- d- if you, Just uh, one. <laughs> one piece of candy for Uncle yeah. Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will's going as a, a Canadian tonight. That's right. Yeah. Um, so if, any, if there are any Canadians, uh, hello and uh, sorry. Yeah. Our, our, I saw your costume. It was the most uh, erotic photo you have sent me to date. Yeah. Uh, just just a, wear, a, wearing draped with only the Canadian flag. Canadian flag and some some jean jacket get up. You got the Canadian yep. tuxedo going. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm assuming you will be partaking in libations tonight, Will. Yeah, I'm going to have a couple of Molson's. Molson's are Maybe you going is there like a are you going to like a Halloween party uh, possibly or are you just getting drunk with your friends pretty what's the difference really I don't know man well, all right you want an invite yeah let me let me get a uh direct flight out to Sacktown so I can we have you still have about three and a half hours so if we speed through this cool probably do it I'll pick you up Okay, well, let, let's do this then. Uh, first, first story here, Will. First order of business. Uh, okay, so Washington did not trade left tackle Trent Williams. He has said he is not going to play for them because he doesn't trust team doctors. Today, we learned that Trent Williams had a cancerous tumor uh, removed from his head this offseason. The tumor was first discovered in 2013 but the 
Potatoes team doctors said it was nothing for him to worry about. It kept growing. He finally went and got a, a second opinion, said it was pretty scary, uh, then had it removed. And so that is why he does not trust Washington team doctors. So my question to you is, should an NFL team tell a player if he has cancer? <laughs> well, I, I don't know where to go with that one, to be honest. Uh, probably, probably, yeah. And I do mean, you think Washington gave him cancer? <laughs> oh, almost definitely. <laughs> There's probably like some form of asbestos or, I don't know, something in the locker room, radiation pumping in from uh, Dan Snyder's whatever. Dan Snyder just, 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 just his aura. radiation. Yeah, he emits, he emits – uh, he emits radiation. Just that's why you're not he, supposed whenever to. Whenever he walks into a room. Yeah, that's why yeah. you're not supposed to look him in the eyes. Right. Yeah. That that was Trent Williams' fatal mistake. Yeah. He looked at Dan Dan Snyder in the eyes, and I, we're we're joking about this because I'm I'm assuming that the cancer's under control. <laughs> it probably. Uh, if it's not, my apologies to Trent Williams. But uh, pretty fucked up situation, and. It's weird, though. Like, if they first noticed this in 2013, I, I guess my questions are, why? So even if the doctors believed at that point it was benign or, or nothing to worry about, yeah, and it kept growing, why didn't they keep an eye on it? Uh, or shouldn't they have said, like, this appears to be nothing now, but maybe we should do a, a biopsy to test for it? Like, anytime there's a growth, that's usually, I think, like, the protocol, like, this doesn't look cancerous or, or, or serious let's do a biopsy get some official results and we'll get back to you uh and 2013 is a long time ago it's 2019 so as much as i want to fully shit on the redskin team doctors this is kind of a bizarre story which i feel like there's a lot of information we're we're not privy to but yeah probably i'm, I'm no oncologist uh i know you no. aren't anymore not anymore, mm -hmm. at least. Had to give Pretty it up. bad week. Pretty bad week for team doctors in general between this and the Jets. Yeah. Uh, but my, my best guess is that uh, they didn't want the tumor removed because they're very cheap and they didn't want to have to pay for a smaller helmet for Trent Williams. <laughs> I mean, it's just the only explanation, really, because they have a vested interest in making sure he doesn't have cancer uh, because they're paying him a lot of money and he's a good uh, player to have on their football team. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like And I probably like him, I guess. You know, yeah, I think it's Maybe I think not. it's a, a sign of how dysfunctional that organization is and maybe communication. Like right. when when Eric Berry, when they when they found his cancer, they, they found it early and that's like a big reason, you know, he was successfully able to to beat it. And you would assume like having that kind of access to doctors and and medical advice yep. would usually benefit people assuming the the organization wants to uh place some importance on uh on that i don't know it seems fucking weird to me oh it is a uh, very strange thing that again like it's just a another sign of complete dysfunction disarray within yeah. the redskins organization and, um, and it's not really surprising to be honest I don't know how you don't move a player who doesn't want to be there that you could have, you could have gotten great value for either. Like, yeah, they turned down. I think they. I heard they turned down a first round pick, 
a second-round pick at one point. I know the Patriots offered them a, a first-round pick, so basically God. an early second-round pick um, or a pick that gets taken away from cheating. They're, it's, it, it's they're like, no, no, uh, no, you can't have them yet. And then the day of the deadline, they're like, hey, uh, Cleveland, so how about like Denzel Ward maybe? And a first-round yeah, and at first, they're just like, absolutely fucking not. Get out of my face. And Dan Snyder's like, okay, well, he has cancer anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, they're, they, they're really, they are battling the, the Jets right now for dumb, dumb, dumb organization stuff. Yeah, I was kind of lying in bed last night worrying if uh, our team is, is not too far around the corner. <laughs> They're not, Will. We'll get, we'll get into the Broncos here in a minute. I, I have another thing I wanted to uh, bring to your attention that I found today. Please. And it's about Eagles fans, which we yep. know a lot about. Uh, I'm going to read Uh-oh. this quote from somewhere. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so there's this Cowboys fan. His name is Patrick Pearson. He sued the Eagles, the Eagles stadium operator and security firm. Um, because he was injured at Lincoln Financial Field in December of 2014 in the bathroom. Apparently, he got into a fight. Uh, so he sued him because he got beat up by Eagles fans for basically wearing Cowboys gear in in the Eagles stadium. Yeah. And uh, so a Philadelphia County Court judge, uh, he, de- he denied the defendant's motions. Uh, the and he he divvied up like the blame he blame the 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 judge blamed the the stadium fifty percent um thirty percent to the the security at, at the stadium <laughs> he blamed Pearson the guy who sued him for twenty percent of uh this issue because he basically <laughs> said he should have known wearing cowboys gear into an eagles game is uh uh danger to oneself <clears throat> excuse me i think that oh well, yeah that's the classic oh well what was he wearing he was asking for it <laughs> type of verdict yeah, so they're like victim a, blaming yeah there's like a whole david cross uh stand-up bit about about that um but i just i found the fact that a judge <laughs> <laughs> no it's hilarious blame on him for for wearing cowboys shit to an eagles game uh he, he got tree. some yeah he got some sort of settlement from it, uh, but it was not the seven hundred thousand that he he did sue for. <laughs> but uh, just know that I think wearing any sort of NFC East uh, gear to an Eagles game, you assume some of the liability of that risk. Should yeah. be known. Should be known. Absolutely. I don't know. Have you ever been to? An opposing team stadium wearing no rival colors. No, I I don't, I don't leave my house anymore. But that's fair. I think I would feel comfortable wearing like a Broncos jersey to quite a few places. the 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 areas that I would be scared are Oakland, and I've, I've also heard like Kansas City, not a great place to to be wearing Broncos stuff. Um, yeah, probably. Although, like, there's no one in that stadium that you can't outrun that's not on the <laughs> football team. They're, they're just wheezing from 
diabetes yeah. while you run away. Diabetes from barbecue sauce. Mm. That uh, sugary heart, disease, heart sugary, disease from the barbecue itself. <laughs> that sugary steak candy. Exactly. Yeah. Um. <laughs> which th- which which place would you feel the best? Uh, well, no, that's too easy because it's the wherever oh, the Chargers are playing. Yeah. Right now. Exactly. So outside of the Chargers, where would you feel the most confident wearing an opposing team's jersey? Doesn't just have to be the Broncos. We, I, yeah, I guess like which fan base do you think maybe the most welcoming? Probably like Arizona. I think. Yeah, you're right. Arizona's good. I don't feel like they really care that much. I feel like Jacksonville probably pretty safe too. Yeah, but you got some. You got some Florida men down there. That's true. You They're never very know. dangerous. Very you dangerous. Never know. Yeah, one thing leads to another, and uh, all of a sudden you're face down in that pool in the south. Uh, in the south end zone. You know what I think is kind of interesting? Like I know New Orleans has a really good fan base. Like their fans show up to the the games, and but for whatever reason, whenever I do videos that kind of feature like Drew Brees or something about the Saints, they never do very well. So that is strange. Are there, are there fans not on the internet as much as other fan bases or do I just not translate to NOLA? That's I wonder. This is why we need to do a a tour of every NFL city. Well, when, when somebody gives us the funding, uh, I think we could do a pretty cool show where we, we go to all the stadiums paid for yep. by somebody else, and you and I try all the food, drink all the drinks, watch all the football, and they turn it into a, a sweet-ass episode of stuff. The like a dr- good football tour sponsored by Blue Chew. Right. It's like a, yeah. <laughs> it's like a drunk, uh, a drunk bonerific Peyton's Places. Without- I can see it already. Yeah. We will be talking to... Other drunk fans about the history of significant moments at that stadium <laughs> and oh, city. Okay, next thing, Will. I just, I just thought this quote was, in, was good from Darius Slay. Uh, because the Lions were supposedly taking trade offers for Darius Slay, even though he's one of their best players in the secondary. He was asked about it this week. And... Uh, Jamal Adams from the Jets made it known like he wasn't happy about the the trade offers happening for him. Andy Dalton not pleased that he was given time. Darius Darius Slay says, "I don't care. I'm a millionaire, dude." So I, I can't relate. Not, However, can't, can't relate. I can imagine, and to be a millionaire with the chance to still be a millionaire and move out out of the city of Detroit is probably not that bad of a proposition, all things considered. Yeah. So, because there's, I mean, you know, we're just talking about NFL cities, but it's probably a lot better places you could, uh, you could end up. Yeah. And I, I appreciate the honesty, you know? I think that's what I'm, I'm learning is like, I just like when players are honest. So when they, when he's like, I don't give a shit, I'm a millionaire. Uh, I feel like that's what I would have said at some point if I were in the, in the NFL making a lot of money and good. But, yeah, because he's good. You know, sort of. and you're not on a team that's in the play, playoffs every year. You know what I mean? Like, sure, t- send me somewhere else where I can be good and maybe be in the playoffs. Exactly, yeah, no. Uh, send me to, I don't know, Seattle. Come on. Uh, they, I'm yeah. sure there's like – 
I don't know. You ever consider like state taxes though? Cause that's a big thing. That's why it is now. Keep to was probably not that upset that he went to the dolphins. Cause he saved something like $500,000. Yeah. On saved a tax. half a million because he doesn't have to pay California state tax. Yeah. And he doesn't have to play the rest of the year. Well, yeah. Um, well, he was, I think he could come back week 16. Um, yeah, what's the point of that? <laughs> they're not so going to activate him. With, with the Rams, like if they're in the playoffs, which they're going to have to fight to get into, it's weird because they could probably use him at that point. Um, right. But I don't know if they are – they seem pretty on the brink of even being – like if they get into the playoffs, I don't know if they're going to do anything this year. And I get like the, the salary dump for them makes a ton of sense. But for Tlaib, everybody was like, oh, fuck, you're, wh- why would you do that to Tlaib? But if he doesn't, he's going to be free from the Dolphins after this year. He just goes down there, saves a half million dollars, and doesn't play, which right. prob- there's a good chance he wouldn't have done in L.A. anyway. Like if they don't make the playoffs, it's the exact same situation, except he has to – find somewhere to sleep in Miami for yeah. however long. Yeah, my my heart weeps for him. Yeah. I think it was a pretty good move for the Dolphins, all things, you know, because uh, they don't have any problem. Obviously, the Rams are up against the cap, and the Dolphins have traded away anybody that makes over $2 million a year, pretty much. They, yeah, they got flexibility, man. And so it, it's basically a very NBA-type trade where one team is just eating salary right. for a year or two on an expiring contract, uh, and they get a pick. Although I, I feel like they probably could have gotten, you know, something better because I think they gave got like a fifth. I think or they something. gave LA a seventh, and they got a fifth back. Yeah. So it feels like, you know, I guess that's the price of a fifth round pick. Is whatever, what did the Broncos get? Something million dollars. What did the Broncos get when they traded to leave? Anything? I think they got a fifth as well. Fifth? Yeah. Yeah, so basically he had the same thing done to him twice, except with the Broncos. He wanted out, and Elway, you know, sent him somewhere he wanted to go. Do you think you think Brian Flores tries to convince Tlaib to stay in Miami over the next eight weeks? I heard he might join them as a coach. Like as a secondary coach, yeah. Oh, where'd you hear that? Right. Somewhere, somewhere credible. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah somewhere definitely. credible. The yeah. um, the New York Times of football. The the New York Football Times. I think that's what we should. Every episode we should start. Uh, that's good sports podcast. The New York Times of football. That's Sounds the failing good. the failing New York Times of football. Or held in. <laughs> what are we? It fits. Where? How much better are we? If the shoe fits. Um, I'm sure we won't get a cease and desist letter ever. <laughs> no, hopefully not. That's what, yeah, that's what we said of football. Of. Okay. Before we do the Broncos quarterback talk, because I know we're going to – There's a lot of it. We're going to get into it. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Offensive Player of the Month. Yep. So, good job, Kirk. Uh, really, mm-hmm. really just used that criticism and turned him into an awesome quarterback for a month. Not a lot of guys can do that. Uh, and then the Patriots uh, released Josh Gordon, which I find interesting because they put him on IR. He said he was healthier than being on IR. So it looks like he's going to get a chance to play somewhere else. 
And I think the Patriots actually kind of do him a favor here. And as much as I want to shit on the Patriots, I feel like they've been pretty fair to Josh Gordon in being like a team to give him a second chance, which is kind of usually the, the, well, they'll take chances on guys, but they They don't take second chances on guys that take chances on typically. Because they they'll move on from players yeah. pretty quickly. Where like do you, do you think Josh Gordon's going to land somewhere else? Uh, I, I mean, he's still young enough. Uh, he's he's either like twenty nine or thirty. He's not that old, particularly. I think he's I think he's somewhere south of thirty right now. And when he plays, you know, he's still pretty talented. I don't think he was honestly. I don't think he was a very good fit for the Patriots' offense when you think about it, because he was one of the best deep threats in the league with Cleveland, and that's why it kind of made, made sense with Brandon Whedon because that's all he, he can do is just throw the ball far, and Josh Gordon was the perfect target for that kind of thing. And, and as we know, Tom Brady doesn't really throw the ball past five yards or really past the line of scrimmage at all. Yeah. So He can't see further than that. Yeah, exactly. Old and cataracts. Um who knew so, that uh, tomatoes were the key to to uh, healthy eyes? Should have eaten some strawberries and tomatoes, dude. Come on. We, so, we've really stumbled on something here. Yeah, so Gordon's going to go through the waiver wire, and the Dolphins. He's going to be a Dolphin. <laughs> no. Bengals. No. Washington. Hotlanta. Maybe. Hotlanta. I don't know. None of those teams want to add – someone for the rest of the year though because at this point they're out of it the jets, and they're trying to lose i'm gonna go down the line until you give me a jets giants so. broncos buccaneers browns then chargers i don't think he's going back to the browns maybe the chargers i don't know the chargers um, he, i think i think chargers would be a good fit for him i wouldn't be mad if the broncos grabbed him um the G- I guess. Yeah, maybe. I guess so, because right now I don't – We Giants haven't really seen anything him. out of the second receiver without yeah. uh, Sanders. I think, I think a lot of teams could use him. It's just a matter of um, – you want him on a team that's going to try to make <clears throat> second-half playoff push, and I think he is kind of needless on a lot of those teams with bad records because at this point um, it's about playing younger guys and clearing up space and kind of trying to lose a little bit or at least not trying to win necessarily, um, I think is the goal for well, a lot of those teams in the, in the bottom quarter uh, yeah. of those records. But yeah, a team like the Chargers who have made a lot of uh, – they've turned around a lot of seasons under Phillip Rivers. And I think they – whether or not they will, I think they, they believe that they can. And so making – a you know, making a, a move at receiver or something like that I think makes sense, although that's not really their uh, biggest position of need right now. Yeah, the, I mean, the thing with Gordon is it looks like whoever grabs him is going to have to pay $1 million to, for the rest of the season. $1 million. $1.072, and then he'll be an unrestricted free agent in 2020. Say so, say one million dollars in the in the Doctor Evil voice though. One million dollars. 
Have you ever seen Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want to do it. Yeah, fair. I wanted fair. to. I wanted to put my own flair on it. <laughs> it's, it's my own interpretation of a famous role. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're that right. Was like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, he was even the one that said it. <laughs> you, yeah. You know what the world doesn't miss is uh, Austin Powers references and impressions. No, no. You just gave me an idea. I think I'm ditching the Canadian costume. I'm going, going as Austin, Austin Powers. Powers tonight. Yeah, baby. What is there? What's the what's the equivalent of that right now? I think uh, for I think for a while it got taken over by uh, Anchorman Ron Burgundy. Yeah, and now now I don't know. I think we uh, our culture is so too disjointed. There's too it's much. It's very disjointed. We don't have yeah. We have too many options. There's nothing uh, very singular anymore. We don't have a great comedy. I don't think recently with a with a very endearing character like the great Austin Powers. <laughs> a sex uh, a nymphomaniac from uh from london england yeah now that shit was time so traveling that, nymphomaniac that was huge austin powers was huge yeah i mean well you have to have the chest hair to pull it off too yeah it's a big thing man people and bad oh, teeth the simple the simple uh physical visual gags it's really what yep. my show lacks will there's not enough visual <laughs> gags <laughs> We'll uh, we'll talk about that uh, next month's budget meeting. Yes. That. <laughs> Josh Gordon, baby. <laughs> make, make a lot of sense on the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, every everybody makes sense there now because they're fucking killing, <laughs> killing yeah. it. You and I make sense there. The holiday rush is coming, and if you sell stuff online, how do you keep track of all of those orders? or decide which shipping carrier to use, or if you're getting the best rates. Luckily, ShipStation can help. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door and delivered in time for the holidays. ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all of the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. Take the hassle out of holiday shipping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click the microphone at the top of the page and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do this. The, the Broncos are okay. starting, starting brand, one Brandon Allen this week. Hell yes. I'm excited. Uh, Flacco got a, a second opinion on his neck. The second doctor confirmed it's pretty fucked up. He's gonna miss. He's gonna miss four to six weeks. Uh, could go to IR. So we may have watched our last Joe Flacco in a Broncos uniform. Um. So what? What's more important right now? Talking about how Brandon Allen will fit in the offense, or the Joe Flacco conspiracy theories? I think I'm done with the Joe Flacco conspiracy theories. I think he was really injured. 
And <laughs> there was I don't think they benched him because he said something mean in the press conference. Uh yeah. I don't think they really care particularly what Joe Flacco thinks. Uh, no. I don't think it was really a big deal. Big Fangio agreed with most of what he said. Yeah. Well, he's, he's not wrong. Right. We lost the game. But so. – And Joe Flacco being mean is – like I've watched that clip several times and I'm like he did, he's not a mean-spirited person. Like no. him being mean is is like the, the way I, I would envision if – I were trying to have to be critical uh, in a press conference where you're very frustrated and you want to ruffle, ruffle some feathers, but uh, you do it in a polite way that really doesn't accomplish anything. Someone was saying that Joe Flacco is going to make a really good TV analyst after his career, after hearing that. I was like, maybe. Maybe. if he. I guess. I don't know how much he talks. Uh, he's actually pretty – I think he's uh, – I actually kind of like him off the field. I don't have any problems with him. I hate no, him I, as a football player. I absolutely despise everything he stands for um, between between the lines. But, no, outside of that, I think he's a good guy. Um, yeah, no, he's never said anything really mean or no. given you a reason to hate him. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the funniest part about people saying like – Except for that mustache. Yeah, I mean, that's, that I guess that's a different ago. story. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was clearly hurt during the game. <laughs> the cameras cut to his neck the last, being marked on. Yeah. And he, he was hit, uh, you know. The last play of the game, he got his neck probably snapped into 14 pieces, and people were trying to say, oh, yeah, I bet his, oh, his neck is hurt. Yeah, no, it's really because he said bad things, and John Elway punished him. If if he pretended to have a hurt neck so the cameras could get a, a trainer like adjusting and looking at his neck during the game, that is that's some next level shit. And I just don't think yeah. any team outside of the Patriots is organized enough to orchestrate something like that. No, yeah, I don't I don't really see the the benefit of doing something like that, doing uh this deep deep state uh injury faking. I don't you know, I don't buy it. <laughs> I just don't uh, buy it. So um, no. we got Brandon Allen, and are you optimistic? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? We're playing the Browns. Uh, you know they've got one good player in Miles Garrett on their defense, uh, and everyone else is is fairly questionable at this point. Um, so that's going to be a problem. But uh, if they can avoid you know some type of seven sack performance I, I think he's got a chance this is a guy this isn't uh you know brett rippon started this is a guy who was drafted in 2016 it was a six rounder coming out of arkansas six round, by the, the way, magical round baby look at arkansas's record in the sec the last few years brandon allen had uh, a winning record his last two years at arkansas uh, so i think i for one think that that's worth something um, he's been kind of bouncing around from the Jags to the Rams uh, for the last few years. He's a 27-year-old guy. I think he's probably prepared, at least. Yeah, he seems pretty competent. He says he's really comfortable with the offense. And we're going to find out if he really is a better fit for what they want to do. And really, he doesn't have to do a ton more. As long as he's no. not throwing interceptions – I'm going to assume he's a lot more mobile than Joe Flacco and that he can run 
all of the design boots and naked boots and whatever the hell they want to do. And so I think that's what I'm looking forward is to seeing how the play calling works with a guy probably a little more suited for the offense. And that's why the Broncos brought him in after they watched him play with the Rams, which have a similar sort of scheme, right? As they saw, okay, this guy's a fit for what we want to do. I don't know. I think we, we discussed a little bit like Joe Flacco, we thought was a fit because he worked with Kubiak. Uh, Didn't turn out that way. No. So that's the big thing. Uh, I'm going to be optimistic about it. A change of quarterback was needed. It's You, you never want to see somebody herniate their neck, discs, or whatever. But, no, of course uh, not. We are, we are on the Brandon Allen train. But then the other element of this is Drew Locke still not practicing. Yeah. Uh, he said he's healthy and ready to go. We don't know. We don't know why he's not practicing now. Maybe because they like Brett Rippon still. <laughs> I, I don't know what the, what's happening. I, yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest. Or uh, they're really high on Brandon Allen, and they just don't want to say anything about that. Yeah, maybe they don't want to jinx it. They, they found yeah. the new Brett Favre, and they just don't want to let the cat out of the bag a little too early. Maybe. I, the, Drew, the Drew Locke thing, to be honest, uh, it hurts my head. Thinking about it, I don't really understand. There's just so many timetables and and moving parts and broken thumbs and all these other things that I don't really get it. I don't really, you know, apparently you're allowed to practice two weeks before you're taken on off IR. Then you can only be taken off of IR in this like three week window, but there's only so many players that are being taken off IR. Uh, I don't get it. Uh, I maybe I never will get it. All I know is that he says he's healthy and they do want to see him at some point this season. And I think what we've always talked about is you have to find, you know, a good balance between making sure you're putting him out there with enough practice time under his belt uh, versus making sure you get a long enough look at him to decide whether or not you need to address the position Right. Uh, either in free agency, hopefully not, or in the draft because they're going to have probably a top 10 pick in a draft that's got, you know, five or six potential first round quarterbacks. Yeah. It's interesting because they owe Flacco a lot of money next year. If they cut Flacco, they, I think it's like 13 or 14 million in dead cap money. Yeah. Which is not good. You definitely don't want to try to bring in another veteran quarterback or, you know, a free agent acquisition because it's going to cost a lot of money. But you do want to know what you have with Drew Locke. Uh, The safe bet is probably they need to draft a a tackle. (laughs) Uh, But if, if you have the chance to get a quarterback in a good quarterback draft class, passing up on it, I don't know. It's, they're in a weird spot. I'm glad I'm not in that spot, but uh, it, it can all be avoided if Brandon Allen is a sixth-round hero and just never got the right opportunity. Yeah, there's a pretty good track record this year for six-round Jaguars quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, there's a just good put, track just record for just quarterbacks you've never fucking heard of this year playing well. 
uh, quarterbacks with the last name Allen are Ooh. nine and three this season. Oh, Bray, he's got he's got the double got stamp it. of approval. Last name Allen, sixth round draft pick. There's no way he can lose. First name Brandon. I like it. I like Lamb, it. Um, three pointer, Will. It is happening. I think we should carry that over and say, because of that, uh, I'm taking the Broncos this week. We're both taking the Broncos. We're taking the Broncos. Cool. We picked against the Broncos last week, and we were almost both wrong. It turned out uh, we snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. And uh, this, this time, though, we're, we're back. We're back on the W train. Uh, we're coming it. back to beat the Browns because we should always beat the Browns, regardless of uh, what team we're trotting out there. So I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. for the Brandon Allen era, no matter how long it lasts. Yeah, I don't one expect- quarter uh, or fifteen years. Yep. I mean, I don't really remember anything from the preseason game in which he played. So I'm going to go into this blind and just yep. – I'm ready for him to dazzle me. Just dazzle me with two touchdown passes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two touchdown passes and I'll be happy. I'm ready for – yeah, I'm ready for 115 yards, two interceptions, and four sacks. A 30-point a a game for the Broncos would be huge for him. It would be massive. I, I you know, I can't remember the last time. Uh, we had a 30-point game. I think I was still in middle school. You were a fetus, my friend. I was uh, just a just a wee lad. <laughs> you weren't you weren't eating any blue chew yet. That's for sure. No, nope. Uh, okay, we're gonna get in these game picks. Uh, Thursday night is Niners Cardinals. Niners ten-point favorites. Nick Buzz is playing out of his mind, though. Um, I found that these is. these stats: uh, 23.2 disruption rate first in the NFL. Don't really know what that stat means. Uh, Not just among rookies, but all defensive ends. Uh, Bosa with 20 tackles, 11 for a loss, 13 quarterback hits, seven sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, and an interception. Niners, they hit with that draft pick. They did. And People thought that they might not select Bosa. Right, yeah, I think one of the one of the alternatives was Quinn and Williams. Right. Who I think we I don't think anyone's heard his name this season. It doesn't mean he's not good. No, it's uh, just that he's a defensive tackle. Bosa okay. Bosa is one of those rare cases where he's highly touted, and a lot of people are like, "This guy is a slam dunk," and then he yeah, really and he was he's kind of a lightning rod coming into the NFL too. Yeah, because he didn't play that last year for most of it, right? He right, he hurt. sat out the yeah he sat out the remainder of his uh, junior season at Ohio State. Yeah, to get ready for the draft. Yeah, it's crazy. Sure, I don't know. I, I I don't really I don't like that as a football fan. Like I I understand it from a you know a, a business perspective. Uh, I don't think you know. I, I hate when people are like, well, no, that's what they should do. It's like, well. I mean, if you do you like football? Do you like seeing good football players play football? Then you want them to finish out their season. Uh, at the same time, right. I understand it because there's a lot of money at stake. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of worried that you know, with how well he's playing, this is going to become kind of a trend in college football. And you might see someone like 
you know, I have no idea, you know, what Chase Young is thinking, but uh, Ohio State's defensive end, who's, you know, the best overall prospect in college football right now, it'd be really disappointing if they had, you know, a shot at the college football playoff or winning the whole thing, and he shut it down, uh, say, in November, because he was going to get ready to be the, you know, second or third pick in the draft. Right. I'm glad I don't watch college football for this reason. You're saved. You're, I got saved. Yeah. You're, you're good. You're the fine. G, the Jesus that told me don't waste your time with college football. Uh, we're both, we're both going to take the Niners to win this game. Oh, every, hold on. Every, no, NFL team, every NFL team that started 7-0 has made the playoffs. Niners are 7-0, Will. Yep. Uh, which, if they make the playoffs, will end their five-year playoff drought, which is the yep. longest – in active in the NFL, the Broncos are sneaking up on that drought record. They're coming for it. Coming for it. Uh, yeah, Niners, huge win over the Panthers last week. I mean, they, they dominated them. And I think that got a lot of people to believe in San Francisco. And they'll be tested like they play the Cardinals twice in the next three weeks, but they've got a lot of good games coming up. So they're going to be an interesting team, I think, to, to keep watching. Um, they're a fun team to watch, regardless of whether it's a close game or not, because it's usually not. But they're aesthetically a, a pleasing offense to sit yeah. back and watch with guys think, like Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida just going untouched and, and these nice little bootlegs to Greg Kittle. It's a, it's a fun uh, – it's a fun team to to enjoy. Well, okay, so Nick Bosa, that they have basically the best pass rusher in the league right now. George Kittle is basically the best tight end in the NFL right now, and they are running the ball more than anyone else. I think on NFL primetime or some shit I heard, I forget how many rushing attempts they've had so far this season, but I think it's the most any team has had through the first, like, eight weeks of an NFL season, and they've <laughs> – They've had a bye so far, so that's crazy. Yeah, they and also so, had that Washington game that was in the mud, which probably skewed it quite Maybe. A bit. I, they're doing a lot of rush, running attempts every game, but yeah, they're playing basically the style of football that is uh, very football guy football, where it's it is, but it's defense. also – yeah. But it's creative, right? Like it's got it's like also the, super modernized because they're using like these shifts and these jet sweeps yeah. and all these different motions and whatnot, uh and pulling guards and stuff. So it's not just, you know, smash mouth football. Which there's a lot of uh there's a lot of artistry to this offense. And I feel like when we see the Broncos try to do that, they just get flagged for an illegal shift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets blown up like five yards in the backfield. Yeah. It's like but, illegal okay. shift. Another thing, though, another thing is with the people criticizing the offensive coordinator, which, you know, it's fair at times, but yeah, at you have times. to remember Kyle, this is Kyle Shanahan's third year yes. in San Francisco, and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a while. No, it does. And there were some extenuating circumstances in San Francisco, yeah. but you're right. Like, uh, you got to get the right guys in the system. You got to get the, they all got to buy in. They all got to get comfortable. Yeah. It's Le'Veon Bell. Did you watch his video about telling like Jets fans to be patient? No, he was, I mean, he was, he was 
he was kissing like the GM and head coach's ass a little bit, which I think smart for him long-term, but uh, he was like, look, we're, we've got a new, this is a new coach for the team. A lot of new players. We need patience. Like we're all trying to learn here. I feel good about this. Uh, I don't feel good about their head coach or GM. I think Adam Gase is a terrible head coach. Oh, GM, GM I'm, I'm fine with. It's uh, Joe Douglas from the Eagles, and he hasn't really – you know, they got him after the draft too. Yeah, yeah. They got him after the draft and free agency. So a lot of this, you know, I'm not ready to put any of it on him. Adam Gase, though, completely different story. Yeah, so – but he was saying like the same thing. You know, this shit takes time, and it's true. And – you touched on that and it's something like I've been thinking about a lot with all the criticism surrounding like the Broncos and the, the defense is coming together with a lot of guys we didn't expect to be playing well. So right. I think if, if they ever find the right quarterback to run that shit, then you can be optimistic about it and then not be like unrealistic. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Three years for Kyle Shanahan. He's all, maybe he's now, already on the roster. He's the best coach we've ever seen since Sean McVay last year. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, until like uh, Lincoln Riley next year. Ooh. Well, no. Next year will be Cliff Kingsbury. Then it will be Lincoln Riley. Right. 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 Humans have been shaving for thousands of years. And the secret to a great shave? Well, not closing your eyes when you do it, but also using Harry's. Now, I love Harry's because it gives me a close shave with an easy glide and has a low price. Do us a favor and check out harrys.com slash bluewire for your free trial today. Harry's is a return to the essential. Quality, durable blades at a fair price. Just $2 per blade. Listeners of my show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash bluewire. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated, and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go. Go to harrys.com slash bluewire to start shaving better today. And keep those eyes open when you shave. Okay, Texans, Jaguars in London. Good game, five and three Texans, four and four Jaguars. Very good game. Another early game. 7.30 a.m. Both quarterbacks playing well right now. Uh, Minshew had a really good game last week. He did. But I think – do you think Deshaun Watson is actually the leading MVP candidate based on the way he's played? No, I don't think he's the leading MVP candidate. I don't think you – when was the last time a wild card team had a player that won MVP? I can't – I can't uh, think of a time where that's happened. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But his biggest competition is on the sideline with the dislocated knee, and Russell Wilson just lost. So, uh, this, I, I didn't know Christian McCaffrey had a dislocated knee. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I guess C-Mac's in there, but it always goes to a quarterback. Uh, it shouldn't. It, it really shouldn't. But, it's crazy because the 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 Panthers got the shit kicked out of them, and Christian McCaffrey still looked good. Yeah, no, he still looks thing. fine. He still kind of you know he'll he still, still get his regardless. He, he still broke a forty yard touchdown. Uh, who do you think is winning this game though? Texans, Yags. The Jaguars' Dude, me, defense is the Jags. 
Ooh. Home, home field advantage for him. That's right. Man, I was so impressed with Deshaun Watson having his eye split open and throwing a touchdown. I know you yeah. weren't as impressed, can you, Will. Can you imagine if that was Patrick Mahomes who did that? Oh, you would have hated it so oh, much. God. Both Watson and Brissett make amazing plays last week. And yeah. Watson's got pretty publicized, but uh, Jacoby's not quite as much. I like, yeah, I like Jacoby Brissett uh, the Texans, a lot. I think yeah. Like, a, I don't know what kind of award he deserves, but some kind of award for sure. The Quiet Killer Award. Yeah, the Silent Assassin. Uh, Texans, J.J. Uh, Watt's done for the season. Right. I'm going to go with the Jags, too. Okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. The, the Washington R-Words at the Buffalo Bills. Bills lost last week. They're now five and two. Uh, so they're favored by nine and a half, which I think is high. It right? seems low to me, but oh. I, I mean, the factoring in that, you know, uh, Buffalo doesn't score a lot necessarily, but I think, I think Buffalo's defense is going to shut down anything. The Redskins try to do. Yeah. Dwayne Haskins I guess it's uh, I guess it's Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. I'm going to go with the bills. I think the bills are a, Average team with a good defense, so against questionable opponents, they're going to win. Uh, Josh Allen kind of starting to play better, too-ish. So He's played all right. Yeah, I think he had a decent game in a loss. I don't know. I don't remember, actually. I don't even know. I didn't watch that. a minute of that game. I don't even honest. remember. I know uh, he lost a fumble inside his own territory. Yeah, okay, but I'm going to take the Bills there. Yeah, no, I think they're going to bounce back and uh, move to 6-2. and two. Pretty good spot to be in halfway through. All right, uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Kansas City Matt Moores. Ooh, Matt Moore. I don't know if he's playing or not. We don't oh, know. Yeah. Uh, we last stat I saw last night huh. is that Sunday Night Football cut to Patrick Mahomes on the sideline 40 different times in their game against the Packers. There's 40 cutaways to Mahomes. God, the NFL loves quarterbacks. They love sucking his dick. Uh, They can't get enough of it. I'm sure Chris Collinsworth was just somebody who loves doing that. Constant rotation of uh, khakis. Oh, (laughs) Chris Collinsworth, when (laughs) when he was crediting Matt Moore for that throw to Travis Kelsey, (laughs) I thought was the funniest shit I had heard. Yeah, that, that's like it's a good illustration of how easy it is to run that offense. Yeah, because you, you just throw a ball, you know, nine hundred feet in the air, and somehow Travis Kelsey is going to come down with it wide open and walk into the end zone. Yeah, it, it, Collinsworth. Like, if you don't know the play, Travis Kelsey's running down the middle of the field with his shoulders turned to his left side. Matt Moore scrambles and just chucks the ball up way up in the air. So Kelsey has to turn the other way. And then run like 10 yards diagonally to make the catch. And Collinsworth was like, Matt Moore, great throw here. Putting enough air under it for Kelsey to make a, you know, the play. Threw him away from the defense. There was no defense behind Travis Kelsey. It was no, a terrible throw. He was just throwing throw. that ball up. <laughs> yeah, he just hucked it up there. He might have been throwing it away, honestly. And uh, Kelsey was able to make a play. Um 
but I, I don't know. I, I already talked about it in an episode, but I just thought it was really fucking funny. Bizarre. Um, we don't, I mean, the chiefs would be dumb to bring Mahomes back for this game. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know that they, they need to win this game. They're five and three. It's by no means are they, you know, comfortably no. uh, atop the standings in the AFC. But you'd rather have your quarterback for the last, you know, six games of the season than bring him back early, have the same thing happen because that's a, a very easy thing to happen with dislocated kneecaps is they just pop right back out. Yeah, and it, you know, there was some damage to one of the ligaments. You don't want to take that risk against a defense like the Vikings either. Right. Yeah. They're, you know, they're probably going to get some hits. They're a good defense. And aside from aside from that pass, Matt Moore actually did play pretty well. Yeah, he was fine. Uh, like really good defense. You know, like I made the joke on Twitter about is Patrick Mahomes just the greatest system QB we we've ever seen? And Where of course, the there's like uh, <laughs> there's like four people who took it you know way too serious. I think somebody said somebody said I'd expect this from a lot of people, but not from you. <laughs> like I'm disappointed. Pointed. What do you mean? Like I'm the person you should most expect that show. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, but the the fu- the point was like there are a lot of weapons on that Chiefs offense, and more than anything, like the way they call that offense is very friendly to the quarterback. And yeah. Matt Moore did a pretty damn good job with it. I don't think they're going to beat the Vikings. They do have an advantage being at home, even though they keep losing there. But I am not betting against the hottest quarterback in the league in Kirk Cousins. Kirk. This is such a uh, – it's a morning game, so I already got the natural advantage for Kirk Cousins. Uh, as we know, an early riser, but not a night owl in terms of uh, his play on the football field. Yeah, I'm going to take the Vikings as well. Okay, there we nope, go. You know, nope, 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 taking the Chiefs. Ooh, yeah, we tied on our picks last week. Yeah, I said Vikings, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, no, that's the wrong pick. Um. Yeah, well, I, we we went thirteen and two both last week. Yeah, that, we both yeah, had very good weeks. Right, and we did not pick the same picks. We picked a lot of the same picks. A lot of them, but uh, I think the two that we both got wrong were different ones. We, yeah. Gotcha. Right. Okay, so then we got Jets Dolphins. Mm, yeah. Awesome. The the Jets are without five starting linebackers now. <laughs> Uh, so they're, they're having some issues uh, filling those positions. Dolphins looked good for a little bit against the Steelers. I waited and waited. I was hoping they were going to win because I was like, this is going to be a big, great video. And then they didn't. And I just b- almost burned myself out trying to. Yeah. I mean that, uh, that Deontay Johnson touchdown was the greatest illustration of in-game tanking. I think I've ever seen Third and 20, and they just get yeah. the score. Just blitz everyone. Uh, we know you're running a slant. Yeah. Uh, that, wink, wink. wink you the know, Dol- you three <laughs> defensive backs who are really good at tackling. The Dolphins could accidentally beat the Jets. Uh, I hope they don't because I'm really looking forward to dolphins Bengals December 22nd. In hopes yeah. Of undefeated, Bowl. undefeated Tank Bowl Part 2. So if they tie. Uh, Got to be awesome. I'm going to take the Are Jets. Coin toss? Are they going to uh, – no. I want to see the pick come down to a coin toss. 
That's doesn't what I it want. go to the team that's like giving up the most points or something? I guess, but like they used to do the coin toss, and yeah. I I just want that again. I want that for just massive stakes. Oh, I want dude. I want it to be like an ESPN primetime event. I was just gonna say the NFL could do a yeah. draft style type whole night about the coin. Oh game. yeah, you got like you got Trey Wingo in studio <laughs> with, uh, with like Ryan Clark and and uh, Susie Colbert and everyone and and it it should be yeah. a best of three coin flips and they do mm-hmm. like a different coin flip every hour, <laughs> so you're yeah, at least you like making people wait. Coin. Yeah, and it's each flip is done by like a different celebrity guest. Yeah, you got, a, you got a, a drunk Joe Namath tossing out the coin. <laughs> he accidentally, like, somehow tosses it down a sewer. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, it just uh, flips yeah. and rolls off the stage. Controversy. <laughs> oh. Yeah, NFL's got to get in on that. Yeah, what are you doing, NFL? You, this, this is something that must happen. I think if it's even within, like, one game. Just leave it up to the coins. <laughs> the coins. Leave it up to fate. There we go. Jets? You gonna How many the Jets? people watch the NBA lottery? Uh, millions, I assume. Oh, uh, yeah. Do they do, the, do they do balls? They pull balls? Like they do power ping ball? pong balls, yeah. Mm. Yep. That'd be interesting, too. Anyway, I'm taking the Jets. <laughs> Jets, Jets. Then we got Bears-Eagles. Eagles favored by five. Yep. Bears having – Problems managing games. Um, uh, managing their emotions after the games, Coach Matt Nagy. Yeah, I, I think I, I cut it from the episode, but uh, apparently nobody asked uh, the kicker where he would like to kick from on that final game-winning kick. That's, uh, he, yeah, I heard that too. And he said his preference was not the left hash <laughs> where they kicked from. So I thought that was interesting. And then when I was like rewatching it in the episode, I'm like, who's actually going to find this interesting? But I wanted to bring it up here because it's, I feel like it's a better podcast topic. It is. Yeah. Um, I feel like that if you're going to take a knee before your kick, that's like a pretty standard thing you ask. Like, where do you want the ball? Because the quarterback, you you probably shouldn't even ask. You should just know. Yeah. Or play it safe and put it in the middle. I don't think kickers complain about it being in the middle as you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's at least, you know, 50% good and 50% bad. Yeah. You know, it's literally right in the middle. Seems like the, the Bears are struggling with a lot of the little things right now on top of being yes. just another quarterback who may have made a massive mistake. It is funny that Matt Nagy acted like uh, they were one kicker away from winning the Super Bowl. And it turns out their offense just sucks ass and the defense isn't as good as last year. I thought the dumb thing he said was like, if the defense knows you're going to run the ball, that's a four or five yard loss every time. Not necessarily. No, No, I don't think that's how the NFL works, dude. (laughs) You can just fucking give it to your fullback. Give it to your fullback. I've never seen a fullback lose yardage. No. I don't think it's ever happened. Yeah, I, I get that. I I know what he's saying, but the way he said it was dumb. <laughs> it's like you lose the element of surprise in that situation, and yeah, maybe you lose a yard, but uh, I guess it's worth it to try. I don't know. Yeah, I, how bad is your offensive line? If you don't believe, maybe the Bears do have a bad O line. I don't know. I'm going to take the Eagles at home. Okay. All right. We've agreed on every pick so far. No, uh, you took the Chiefs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Vikings Chiefs, okay. Idiot. Yes. 
right. Colts at Steelers. Steelers are actually favored by a point. Interesting. Against the Colts. Uh, not in my book because they I'm taking the Colts. Yeah, I'm going to take the Colts too. I think they kind of underperformed a little bit against the Broncos, but I also think the Broncos' defense is pretty damn good. Yeah. And I, I think with their losing record, that's not going to get acknowledged. So, yeah, Colts. Okay, uh, Titans at Carolina Panthers. Panthers are favored by four at home. Kyle Allen still starting. Ryan Tannehill still getting the start for the Titans after winning his last two games. Yeah. I'm going to take – yeah, I think the Titans are going to keep rolling here. Ooh, I like that pick. <sighs> My gut says Tennessee. Okay. But I'm going to take the Panthers. It's, it's hard to come back from uh, you know, a long trip from the West Coast, giving up 51 <clears throat> points, just getting yeah. your – very soul ripped from your chest. But I'm taking the Panthers, just to be clear. He's taking the Panthers. I'm going against my intuition. Uh, Detroit Lions at the Oakland Raiders. These two teams are very similar. <laughs> kind of, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, they're decent teams that keep losing. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's fair. That's and I don't fair. like saying that about the Raiders. They're, they're, no. they're a better team than I thought they would be. They are, yeah. They still fucked up the Cleveland Farrell pick, which I think if they had just taken like Josh Allen, uh, that would have solved a lot of their problems this season because yeah. pass rush is still still in the need, still need a pass rusher, still very much uh, not there since a certain trade a couple years ago. Uh, but I'm going to take the Raiders. I think at home they're going to get a little boost because they haven't been at home since uh, the first month of the season. Oh shit, that's it's been right. a long time. Uh, since they've been in the Coliseum. They technically got one home game in London. It counted as a home game. So I think they're, you know, they've been waiting for this a long time, and they're going to take advantage and beat a Detroit team in a close, close game. Fuck. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go with the Raiders. Uh, Detroit lost uh, carry-on Johnson. Um, they did. So he went to IR, and... The Raiders can run the ball effectively. Uh, Josh Jacobs playing pretty good. Darren Waller pretty good. So, yeah, I'll agree with you. Raiders. Okay. Buccaneers at Seahawks. This is going to be probably a good game that the Buccaneers lose in the fourth quarter. I agree. Yep. Uh, Seattle needs to bounce back from a loss, right? They mm-hmm. lost last time, they right? Do. Yeah, they, they lost to the Ravens, and I think they will bounce back. Um, yeah, really Seahawks. Okay, we talked about this already, but Browns at Broncos. Broncos uh, are three-point underdogs. Ooh. I don't often see uh, the Broncos uh, giving points at yeah. home. We've been saying that every week, something about the Broncos. Don't often see this, but they are don't now the this. worst at this Let thing. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're taking the Broncos. We're about taking them to win. Yep. Here's a okay. decent game. Packers at the L.A. Rams. This is an afternoon game. Uh, a really good game, like you said. And I, I'm i finding it hard to pick against the Packers. They just yeah, their they're offense is starting to click. Aaron Rodgers is playing the type of football we all want him to see. Or we all want to see him play. Yeah, people are, you know, people are saying Aaron Rodgers, uh, they're saying that throw to Jamal Williams was a Patrick Mahomes-like throw. You know, yeah. So. 
you know, Aaron Rodgers was Patrick finally, Mahomes. Finally, Patrick living Mahomes. Out yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. I think the Packers' defense has gotten worse through this season. I think they started out strong. They've been playing good teams, too. Yeah. But if, I mean, Aaron Jones, kind of a, he's, he's starting to blow up. I think like on the national scene, but he's a huge asset for the Packers. Yeah, a great, great receiving running back. And they should be getting – is Devontae Adams coming back? That's a big piece of news. Yeah, and they, the thing is they've been playing well without him. Yeah, that's a huge – I've been utilizing – like, you know, last week he threw uh, – Rodgers throws a touchdown to Aaron Jones and to Jamal Williams. He's just so good at uh, spreading the ball around – to just about everybody using every single receiver on the field at any given play. So yeah, I think be a huge boost once Adams gets back, but they, he's you know holding down the fort right now. I think that's a good it, as long as they keep winning. It's a good example of a new coach coming in and it just taking a little time for everybody to get on the same page. And it feels like right. you know Rogers and Lafleur are starting to sort of click in terms of how they, they're calling their games and the, the offense is looking good. And if their offense is good and their defense continues to be decent, like that's a dangerous team. Uh, Rams, Jared Goff played better last week. Uh, shit, I'm going to take the Packers though. I thought the Ram- – didn't the Rams play in uh, – did they have a bye last week or did they play the Bengals? Well, let me see. Play- they, they play played the, the Falcons. No, no. Bengals. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't you always get a buy after the after the London game? Uh, they, I thought they were supposed to be on buy this week. Oh, you're right. Wait, yeah, they play the Steelers. Why do you you wrote this, not me? Oh, did I? Oh, may, wait. Do the Chargers play the Packers? Maybe. I fucked this up. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. <laughs> That's my mistake. Oh, you fool. Okay, so what happened here is you write in the initials, right? So you'll put GB versus you had LAC. Maybe you had LAR. I don't know. We'll never know the truth. Uh, but I may, have, I may have mistaken LAR or LAC for the Rams when it's the Chargers. So they play the... Okay. <laughs> Everything I said about the Packers still applies. Yep, and it's even more true because they're playing the Chargers. So yep. definitely going to take them over the Chargers. I'd, I'd take them over the Rams too, but... Hey, yeah, you're it's good gonna call. It's going to be a very green stadium. Nobody would have forgiven us for that game. Nope, we would not have heard the, not have heard the end of it. Hey, why don't you give us another Rams prediction, <laughs> idiot? Although, good catch. Okay, yeah, so Packers-Chargers, not as interesting as Packers-Rams. Nope. Uh, I think the Chargers will play better this week. Co- teams play better after a coach gets fired. That's the X factor a lot Typically. of times. Uh, okay, Sunday night, big game. The first competitive game the Patriots have all season with the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday night football. And it should be noted, if the Browns didn't fumble three times in a row, that Browns-Patriots game might have been a closer 
loss for the Browns. But they did, and uh, we all know why. It's because the Patriots control the weather. Because of drips. Drips. Drips technology. Yeah, look into it. Rewatch very, that episode. You know, very good joke by Will. Uh, I don't know if it's going to rain. Uh, it might. It's in Baltimore. Uh, we do know the Patriots uh, will decide what the weather is in yep. this game. However, if it is raining, I think that might be an advantage to the Ravens because that's the kind of offense that they run. Uh, it feels like one of those offenses that could give the Patriots trouble. The ra- One of the rare offenses because they do so many different things. Lamar Jackson so slippery. Oh, man. John Harbaugh knows this team very well. Uh, and I-, I like their chances. I like their chances, and I'm going to take – the Ravens to end the Patriots' perfect season in Baltimore. I Jackson and the Ravens. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the Ravens as well because it's the first time I think I've been able to take a team against the Patriots. And New England last week they did give up 131 yards to Nick Chubb. He had one big play. Yep. That uh, ended up being a bad play. <laughs> that he fumbled on. Um, but, yeah, I think that's, like, how you can beat the Patriots' defense that's been playing so well. Yeah, run the ball. Run the ball, and it's and they can do that with Lamar Jackson, and they can do it with uh, Mark Ingram, too. Like, I think that's yeah. a good combo against them. And their, their secondary's been picking off more, inter- like, Interceptions have been falling to them because they've been playing a bunch of young, bad quarterbacks. So the one thing Lamar Jackson has been is pretty safe with the ball. So let him run all over the field. Let him take his shots when they're there. And I think if, if, if one thing he's been better at, at this season is learning when he should take those shots. But just run the fuck. Like he can outrun that Patriots defense, and I want to see them tired and backed up and then maybe we can get a read on how good the the Pats defense really is. Absolutely. And we know already that running the ball is, you know, kind of the only way to beat that defense. But the problem is, is if you can't get a couple stops to, to begin the game against the Patriots offense, it doesn't matter uh, whether you're going to run the ball or not because you're already behind and you need to throw to catch up. So, Obviously, like, you know, I think in any game against the Patriots, the first two or so drives are just pretty important, absurdly crucial. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, like we said with the, with the Browns, they just really fucked that up. And the, 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 the Ravens do – well, Marquise Brown returned to practice this week. So if he plays, I think that's – that's a, a big boost for the, the Ravens' offense. Like, since it he's is. been injured, Lamar Jackson hasn't been as effective passing the ball. So that's kind of another thing to keep an eye on. Um, but I'm excited for this game. Like, I'm always excited when the Patriots play a good team, and I have had to wait until week fucking nine to see that this year. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, how do you know how good this defense is? They played – uh, eight JV middle school offenses. Exactly. So everybody on earth will be rooting for the Ravens, except for Patriots fans. And even maybe some of them are because 
16 and 0 is a curse. We all know that. Absolutely. All right. We both take the Ravens. Monday night football. You got your your team back in prime time, Will. The Dallas Cowboys. And they will be playing the New York Giants as seven point favorites. The Cowboys, not the Giants. Oh, man. Uh, I refuse to talk about this game. Take the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys too. My only notes from this are Pat Shermer will not allow any of his players to be mic'd up for Monday Night Football if asked. And really? Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones crack the top 10 in jersey sales. Daniel Jones, nine. Saquon Barkley, six. So good for them. People be buying Giants jerseys. Yeah, Schumer really did say that. Or Schumer. After what happened to Sam Darnold, the world is very cautious. Yeah, very stadium. How how quickly did the the joke, uh, the ghost jokes wear out? Less than a week. Immediately. Was, less, was it a less than a week? Definitely a very short-lived phenomenon. I oh think. boy, it happened fast. Yeah, that's the thing is like you like we used to not be able to live anything down like that but now everybody's attention span is so short and there's so much uh, yeah. more going on in the news cycle that we just forget about things that happened you know three yeah. days ago Sam Darnold needs to get fucking mono again <laughs> yeah oh that would be the per- just find that girl that he made out with and, and go right at it again that would have that will erase the ghost thing forever Two monos in one season? That's impressive. Uh, I think two monos are technically one double. Yeah, it's a stereo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good nerd joke. Uh, that's, a, that's a good one to end it on, I think. That's a great podcast joke. All right. Yep. You made it through this episode. God bless football. Happy that's Halloween. Out. Happy Hallow's Eve. Hallow's- uh, uh, take Blue Chew, our proud take, sponsor. Take Blue Chew and remember to thank Satan for keeping you alive for one more year. That's the Halloween way. <laughs>